And this series is all about how God has called each of us as Christians to be people of influence. Hey, look up this way. Look up this way. Some of you are turned around. Turn around the other way. Look at me. Put your phone away. Stop talking to your friends, all right? God has called each of us as Christians to be people of influence, to be an agent of change in our community, to be people who compel and convince people of truth and the gospel. All right? I've said that phrase every single week, and it is so true. The Bible commands us to go out and to make disciples. All right? So God has called each of us, if you're a Christian in this room, to be a person of influence. Even if you're like, I'm not a Christian, I just kind of like hanging out here on Wednesday nights, Maybe you still want to be an influencer, and I think that this series might even be helpful for you uh, to know how can you influence people. How can you be a person uh, who is a leader, someone who influences people? Listen, we've talked about a couple things, all right? In week one, we talked really about bad influences in our life, like what are the things that influence us negatively? Because we figured out, in order for me to know how I will influence other people, I have to first realize and understand what is it that influences me. And so we talked about how things negatively influence. We talked about movies and TV and what we listen to and the music that we play and the people that we hang around, the teams that we're a part of, the things we're committed to. All of those things, the apps on your phone, they all influence us. So then in week two, we talked about how do we take those things and, and use them to be a positive influence in our life. How do we redeem those things? Remember, we talked about how Judas, one of the disciples, betrayed Jesus because his influence of money was more than his influence of Jesus. That there were good things in his life. He literally lived under the teachings of Jesus, but he didn't let it impact and change his life. And I think there are things in our life that are actually good influences for us, even things on social media and things that you podcast you can listen to, people that you can hang around. They can be good for us, but we just don't always allow them to be good for us. And tonight we are going to shift, all right? We're going to change the equation because we're changing now from what is it that influences me, how am I being influenced, to now how can I be an influencer? How can now that I know that my primary influence in life and all that I do and all that I listen to and hear and around, all of that should be coming from God, should push me to holiness, should, should make me be more and more like Christ. Now that we figure that out, and hopefully some of you are embracing that, now we look at how can God use me to influence other people? So we're changing being influenced to being and influencer, all right? Who are some people that you would call influences in your life? Yeah, just yell them all, all at the same time. James Charles? Who? What, who did you say? Charlie D'Amelio? Definitely. Uh-huh. Oh, an author, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, well, who do you got? Casey's your biggest influencer. Oh, Nice. All right, listen, listen, shh, shh. There are so many influencers in life. And listen, just because we look at people and call them influencers and they have like a huge following and they have this huge ability to influence doesn't mean that we can't do a similar thing that they do. It all depends on what our platform is, okay? Now listen, we're going to talk a little bit about platforms tonight. Tonight, the question I think we need to answer when we think about how can God use me as an influencer? We need to think about what platform has God entrusted and given me? 
God has given all of us a platform, a realm of influence, an area that we are able to change people, to be an agent of change, to compel and convince. God's given each of us that. Now listen, on Wednesday nights, this is my platform. This is what God has entrusted me with and given me to influence you, to try and teach you things, to teach you truth, to teach you the gospel, to teach you about Jesus, to teach you things that will help better you in life. This is the platform I think that God's given me. But not all of us stand here on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights for our high schoolers. Like, we don't all use and stand and have the same platform. God has given you a platform that he's not given me. How many of you are on a sports team? Yeah, I'm really bad at sports, okay? I'm not on a sports team. I like to play basketball, and they roast me the entire day, okay? Listen, God has given you that platform And he's not given me that one. God has entrusted and given each of us a unique area of life that we can influence people. All right? So listen, we're going to try and help answer that question tonight. What platform has God given me? What is it that God has entrusted me with, that he's gifted me with, that he is going to allow me to be a person of influence? Now listen, we've talked about a a, a different... We talked about this idea of influence through a few uh, different um, avenues. Like we talked about it, remember week one, we talked about Abram and Lot. How Abram had this ability to influence Lot. Lot was not influenced by Abram, instead was influenced by Sodom, by the world. Last week you talked about a guy named Judas. We already mentioned him a little bit tonight. About how he could have been influenced by Jesus, but wasn't. He didn't allow it to change his life, instead he was influenced by money. Tonight we're going to look at uh, a a New Testament character whose name is Paul. Everybody say, hey, Paul. All right, that's who we're talking about tonight. His name is Paul. And Paul had a massive platform. Paul, the Apostle Paul, he changed the landscape of the New Testament. He planted tons of churches. And really most of what we read in the Bible and what we call the New Testament was written by Paul. Are these letters that he wrote to like the church at Rome and the church at Ephesus and the church at Corinth. Like he wrote these books or these letters to these churches and then we get to read them. Paul was an influencer. Paul is still in a way influencing us through the writings and the letters that he wrote to the churches. And Paul had a goal. His goal was this idea of evangelism. Can somebody tell me what is evangelism? You ever heard that word? It's a weird word. We don't really use that Somebody tell me what evangelism is. Raise your hand. Leona? Yeah, like spreading the gospel, telling people about the gospel, to tell people about the good news, all right? He was, evangelism was his goal, and he did it really well, and he did it through a lot of different ways. And one of the biggest ways he did it was through planting churches. But Paul had this goal, and he had this platform, because now he holds this sense of authority over the churches because he planted them, he started them, and even when you read the book of 1 and 2 Timothy, it's Paul teaching Timothy something. And so we, we see this sense that Paul has a, a really large platform. And what we can learn from Paul is a few things. There's a few things that Paul did and characteristics that he had that can help us today as we look to be people of influence, to change things in our world. We can look at things that Paul did and we can learn from him. The first one, it comes from the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 16. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, all right? For I am not what? Ashamed. 
What do you typically think about when you hear that word shame? You typically think of something like, man, I just got caught doing something that I should not be doing, and now I have this sense of shame. Someone caught me. Someone, yeah, found out that I wasn't the person that I really am. A sense of shame, a sense of like displeasement, a sense of just embarrassment almost. Paul says, when it comes to Jesus, you should not be ashamed. When it comes to the gospel, when it comes to the reality that God did something for us that we could not do for ourselves, there is no shame attached to that. It is only pride, it is only goodness that we get to see the gospel and embrace the gospel. You know, I think oftentimes when we look at the things that we post on social media, or we look at the things uh, that, that we do when we're around our friends, I think we can honestly be categorized as shameful of the gospel. Like when you are around your friends and they're encouraging you or tempting you to do something wrong, but they're like, uh, and then you're like, ah, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to like step on anybody's toes or like do anything that'll make my friends mad at me. That's shame. You're being ashamed of what God has called you to in obedience. When we look at the things that we might post online, or like when you're with your friends and they're like, oh, we could do that, but no, 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 Brady's here, and Brady's like one of those Christian people, so we're not going to do that when Brady's around. And then Brady says, no, it's okay, bro, because he's ashamed. He doesn't, listen, Paul is telling us, as people of influence, people who want to tell people about the gospel, that we should not be ashamed that it doesn't matter what our friends think about us when we're doing the right thing, that it doesn't matter if people look at us and say, man, that kid's a Christian, what a weirdo, all right? That's okay, that there is no shame in that. There is only pride and only goodness when it comes to the gospel. And I think if we want to be people that influence others of truth, we have to realize, man, not everybody is going to like us, and that's okay. There's no shame in that. We only embrace the goodness of the gospel. Listen, there's something else that we can learn from Paul. It comes from uh, this next passage, Ephesians chapter 2. It says, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision. You're like, Alan, what the heck are we talking about right now? Remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. You're like, Alan, this is weird. Why are we talking about circumcision? Well, let me tell you. A hundred years. No, no, okay, yeah. All right, listen. A hundred years before Paul, God had said, hey, listen, the nation of Israel are my people. They are the people that I have a covenant with. They are the Jews. These are the people that I've come for, and these are the people I have relationship with. But when Jesus showed up on the scene, Jesus said, hey, listen, I'm not here just for the Jews. I'm here also for the Gentiles. And Paul ran with that. Paul did something different, all right? Do something different. Paul Unlike the people a hundred years and thousands of years before him, he said, you know what? The gospel of Jesus, this message, this good news is not just for the Jews and just for the nation of Israel. It's for all people, even the Gentiles. And I think we can learn from that because Paul embraced this idea that he was doing something different. 
There's even some like a little bit of bickering in the New Testament between Paul and Peter about, is it, you know, should we be focusing all on this or all on the Jews? Like, what does that look like? And Paul said, no, both Jew and Gentile. Paul embraced it and he realized he was doing something different. He wanted that. Now listen, when that comes to being a person of influence, I think that means that oftentimes we have to do something unique, something special, something creative, something original. Think about the people you mentioned earlier. I'm not a huge fan of James Charles, but somebody mentioned James Charles, all right? Charlie D'Amelio, a few others, right? Do you think that any of those people got there by doing the same thing that everybody else does? No. They started it. They were the people who got it popular. Everybody does it now because it's what they do. When we think about being someone of influence and being somebody who creates change in our world, oftentimes it means we do something unique, that we do something special, that we do something original and creative, that we don't just do the same thing that maybe everybody else is doing, but that we take it to the next level. Now, I know not everybody on here, let's just take a poll. How many of you guys, let's close your eyes, close your eyes and put your head down because this will help you focus, all right? We're going to do this really quick. How many of you guys are on TikTok? Throw a hand in the air. How many of you are on Instagram? How many of you are on Snapchat? How many of you are on Facebook? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, cool. So about 40% of people are on some kind of social media. Listen, it's become overwhelmingly popular these days that when some kind of big issue happens in our culture, that we just like to hit a share button. Like we like to stand up for social justice by simply hitting a share button, or we like to do something like that because it makes us feel good about ourselves and we check that box off of our list. I don't think that it's enough. I think that when we're really passionate about something changing in our world, when we're really passionate about seeing social justice fixed and thinking problems in our nation done something about, it takes a whole heck of a lot more than just clicking a share button. I think that oftentimes the problems that we might see as the greatest problems in our culture, in our world, that the Bible actually has an answer to those things, that if we actually took the time and studied this word of God that has been gifted to us, that we could actually come up with something original and creative and unique to put out online that says, you know what, racism is bad because the Bible says that it's bad. Instead of just hitting a share button as if that is, is enough. I think that God has called us as Christians to actually be agents of change in our world and that we are simply hiding under the radar by hitting a share button. Now listen, I know that a lot of you aren't on social media and that totally disconnected from you. But listen, it still applies. That being an agent of change is something that requires us to put in the work to find a unique way, a creative way, something original that we can do to be somebody of influence. Now listen, I know some of you are like, Alan, you, you said that we we're going to try and answer like what our platform is, and uh, we, you haven't really helped us do that. We're going to get to that in a minute, but we got to look at what Paul's doing and find out the things that will help us use our platform well. So what was the first one? Does anybody remember the first one? Do not be ashamed. All right, good job. What was the second one? Do, don't be different. <laughs> do something different. Let's look at this third passage. It'll be up on the screen for you. It says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and, and, and the time of my departure has come. This is Paul writing to someone he's mentored named Timothy. 
He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is one of Paul's final writings. He says, you know what? I'm, I'm about to die. Like, <laughs> this, is, this thing that I've called life is basically about over. But listen, from the moment that he, he professed faith on the road to Damascus to the time he took his last breath, Paul was consistent, all right? Be consistent. Maybe something that I've said tonight has clicked with you and you're like, you know what, yeah, I want to do that. I want to be somebody who's an influencer in my life, in my home, on my sports team, in my classroom. I want to be somebody like that. The reality is that oftentimes we get into these seasons where we're, we're like tons of energy. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And a week later, we're like, bro, forget that. I'm tired of that. I don't feel like doing that anymore. Paul had this realm of influence because he was consistent. Throughout as long as he was able to, he was somebody who stuck to it, who did what he said and said what he did. He was somebody who was consistent. Listen, I want to look at a few ways that I think that you can be a person of influence. I told you, I don't have my notes in front of me, and I have like about 50 ideas in my head, so I'm just going to spitball the things that are coming to mind for me. How many of you live in a house with other people, all right? Does anybody here live on their own? Anybody live on their own? You're soloing at home. Nobody, nobody cooks you dinner. Nobody tucks you into bed at night. No, your mom tucks you into bed every night, all right? How, anybody else live on their own? Just Brady. You live by yourself. Nobody lives in your house. Your parents don't live in your house. You, we, need to call, we need to call the police on this guy, all right? Listen, we have all been given an area of influence in our families, all right? We all live with at least one other person. Maybe you live with a grandparent. Maybe you live with a foster parent. Maybe you've got 17 siblings, right? Lord, help you, okay? 16, okay, I see. Yeah, we all live with people. Listen, what if you're like, you know what? I want to influence my family. They don't go to church with me. They don't love God like me. They don't want to have anything to do with it, but you go home tonight and you say, hey, mom, dad, sister, foster family, whoever you're living with, you say, hey, could we like once a week meet up like in the kitchen and like, can I just like tell you about how God's been working in my life this week? And you don't go into that totally unprepared. Like you actually have something ready for them so that when you show up in your kitchen at nine o'clock on Tuesday nights, you go to your mom or your dad or your sister or whoever will show up in your kitchen and you say, hey, yo fam, I've been reading this passage. I don't really read a lot. I just read these few verses. And God is really teaching me that I need to be uh, more kind. And you spend three to four minutes telling them about how God is working in your life that week. And then you look at them and you say, hey, has God been doing anything in your life this week? And maybe they're like, no. And you're like, cool. See you next week. Same time, same place. All right. That can be an area of influence for you. And you're like, no, Alan, that's so insignificant. I have heard stories of time over and over again of parents. And I say, hey, what got you to go to church? And they say, well, my kid told me that it was really cool here. And so we showed up one weekend and like we just been going here ever since. You have the ability to influence your family. That's just one example. How many of you that are on social media have ever seen some kind of like person doing an inspirational video or like a Bible study or they shared their testimony, all right? Did you know that you could do that? That you could actually like each day like wake up and cut like a 30 second video 
and say, hey guys, I want to talk really quick about love today. God has taught me that I should really love all the people around me. And in John 15, it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So today, guys, I'm really going to work hard to obey what God has called me to be. Hopefully you'll do the same. Drop a comment if you watch. I'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. I literally just came up with that off the top of my head. Thank you. Thank you. Like, subscribe, and comment. All right. Stop clapping for me. This is what you should be doing. What's my snap? You should do these things. God has given you, if you're on social media, that platform to influence people in that way. But do it. Don't be ashamed. Don't be like, no, 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 my girlfriend, I got to block her from this story because I don't want her to see this, all right? Don't be like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to do the same thing that everybody else is doing, and I'm just going to hashtag, hashtag this. God is love, all right? Don't do this. Do something different. Don't be ashamed. Be consistent. Keep it going every day. All right, I'm just going to throw another one out there. If, if you want more examples later, I'll give you like 25 more, all right? How many of you are on the sports team? All right. What if you went to a few people on your team, people that are like your boys, your girls, whatever? Yeah, my boys. You went to them and said, hey, before practice, could we just spend like a straight up 60 seconds like praying for each other? Like you just tell me like what's been really tough about your week and then I'll pray for you. And like if you want to do the same thing, like we could pray together. Like what about that? That's a way that you can influence people on your sport. How many of you guys are gamers? How many of you guys have a group chat that's called the boys? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like all of you. Okay. Or the girls or the girls. All right. What if you said in that group chat, what if you took that group chat and you pulled out your phone right now and you texted in that group chat and you said, hey, could we use this group chat to pray for each other? And you start doing that. Or maybe you say, hey, could we use this group chat to talk about how God is working in our life? And in the mornings when you do your quiet time, you post in that group chat, hey, this morning I read 1 Corinthians 15.10, and I have no idea what that passage is, but I read it, and it told me that I should do this, and so I'm really going to work on that today. Listen, I could come up with countless examples over and over. Start a podcast. Start a vlog. I don't know. Do your thing. But listen, use whatever God has gifted you with and entrusted you with to influence people. That is the big goal that God has given you. He's entrusted you a platform that he has not entrusted anybody else. Your family is unique to you. The people on your sports teams are your friends and you will reach them far better than I ever could. God has gifted you with that. Don't neglect that gift. Listen, I want you guys to spend a couple minutes in a circle here in just a second talking about one question and one question only. It's not gonna be up on the screen, so you're just gonna have to listen. This is the question. How can God use me in my platform? All right? How can God use me in my platform? So I want you to circle up with about six or seven people. Let's try and keep these groups pretty small. And I want each of you to share how God can use you in your platform. All right? I'm just going to give you two to three minutes to do this. All right. Hey, I know that wasn't a ton of time. That's why I only gave you one question. I want to know, though, would anybody be, like, bold enough to stand up and to say, hey, I think that this is a platform God has given me, and I really want to start doing this. Like, you want to start a weekly Bible study on Instagram, that you want to start doing a prayer time 
with your family. Anybody feel like they could step up? Anybody want to say, what you got, Kevin? Stand it up, Kevin. That's awesome. I love that. Anybody else? He's going to do a Bible study on a sports team. Just throw it out. Give me something quick, Kimiata. That's awesome. I really like that. Anybody else want to throw it out there? Kayla. Yell it at me quick. I got three seconds. Absolutely. Group chat. That's awesome. Anybody else? Give me a couple more. Gia? Absolutely. Dude, if you went home and told your parents who don't go to church that you want to, like, pray with them, bro, you would wreck their world. I promise you. What you got? That's awesome. Missionary Airport. Dude, my father-in-law actually was that. We should talk about this. Dude, there are so many things that you can do. God's gifted you. He's entrusted you with a unique platform. So take that. Don't be ashamed of what God has done for you in Jesus. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Do something unique, creative, original. Be you. Be authentic. And then take that and be consistent. Don't do it once. Don't be the guy who's like talking about Jesus one day and then never talking about him again, all right? Be consistent. Listen, I hope that you will do something coming out of this. If you don't pursue some kind of action out of the talk tonight, I literally could have just stayed home and slept or work on my Volkswagen, all right? I want you to pursue an action out of this, to do something about how to be an influencer in your life. Hey, listen, let me pray for you guys really quick. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the platform that that you've given each of us. Help us to not neglect it. Help us to be people who take the resources you've given us and use them well to influence people, to be an agent of change for you, for the gospel, for truth. Help us to do that. Give us the power, the strength. Give us the ability to stand up and to stand firm in all that we do. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.